We're off and running for another week of the Talking Ponies podcast, coming to you live, well, pretty quoted, but live for us from the luxurious Los Ponies studios here inside Los Alamitos Racecourse. Curtis, it was a fun week last week. Looking forward to a jam-packed show, top to bottom. Uh, we got lots of stakes in Los Al, yes. lots of trials in Redoso, lots of take, lots of things to talk about. Yeah, if you're a quarter horse fan, you're pretty busy this week. I mean, we've already uh, watched all the Riodoso trials yes. uh, today, 16 big ones, and now we're, we uh, have Los Al to, to get through, and then we have 16 more paternity trials tomorrow at Riodoso, and then the, uh, I think, 11 derby trials for the All-American Derby at Riodoso oh. on Sunday. So it's, it's action-packed. Action-packed. It's, you know, the, the trials already wrapped up for the day. Uh, we're recording this on Friday, so day one of the All-American trials are in the books, and it looks like, um, well, it's unofficial until they look at everything, but officially all the racers were in the top five. I'll give them to you right off the bat. Apocalyptic Jess, 21.39, 34, excuse me, and then Tools in the Sky, I'm a Jess Special V, or Work a Tea on Fire, and Linder 16. So those five, uh, as of right now, are the tentative five fastest from day one, 60 more on Saturday. Yeah, the weather kind of took a turn for the worse yeah. there. We saw a big downpour come. Uh, I forget whether it was uh, right in the middle, kind of the seventh, eighth race, I think, is when it started. But, yeah, all our qualifiers, they came from uh, fifth race uh, down below. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, Apocalypto Jess was the only uh, lone winner. Uh, the other qualifiers, they uh, both qualified out of the same heat. Uh, Linder 16. And Wokatee on fire came out of the fifth uh, against each other. And then in the, let's see, what was it, first race? Yeah, Tools yeah. in the Sky and yeah, I'm Just Special V ran against each other. So I mean, pretty much uh, rivals there. And uh, Apocalypto just came out on top there. He he really impressed me out of yeah, all of them. Yeah, he really looked good. And uh, shout out to uh, Zach. Is it Weber or Weaver? What did we design on? I will say Weber. All right, shout out to Zach Weber. Uh, he, he, he's, he's, uh, he's a big, he knows I like that, that breeding line of apolitical Jess. So every time he sees a quirky spelling of the apolitical, okay. he's like, what is the world coming? <laughs> <laughs> like now it's a, a apocalyptical Jess. Yes. When it's like, you know, and we've seen all the apoliticals get spelled way differently now. Yeah. I, I think it's losing its luster. So now it's like a, a running joke. Yeah. Don't uh, worry. I'll, <laughs> I have trouble with the announcers over there had trouble with it. Um, even the paddock show, they're having trouble with this. So, yeah, it's, it's a little bit of a tongue twister. Hey, that, uh, they don't call it the mountain for nothing. Weather can change at any time, and that was a factor yes. on day one. We'll see what day two has in store, and we'll talk about a few picks that we have for Redoso, both Saturday and Sunday. Uh, we'll talk that at the end of the show. But first, uh, before we go back and, and, uh, and analyze Saturday night's program, which features the... John Deere Juvenile Regional Challenge, so we race nine, race number nine. It's it's going to be a very competitive card. Uh, but before we do that, uh, why don't we rewind the tape and uh, recap our locks uh, for last week? I think that might 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 have been the first ever show where we actually agreed on a lock on the same race. Yes, it was the first time uh, we had to duke it out there, and we didn't win. <laughs> no, <laughs> we had, that was we the had, bad part. We had two opportunities. To uh to get the job done and we couldn't do it. Yeah, I thought uh Shaula uh, that was my lock of the night. I thought she'd go wire to wire, but uh, 
turns out Holy Plan, the other Avalos, uh, stayed uh, right to the outside and uh, dropped a little bit of odds there on us, went right on by. Yeah, it was a, it was a, a very good win there. on the. It was a sharp 870-yard event. Holy Plan, like you mentioned, got the job done. Shala um, finished second, and Mylock finished third. So we completed the trifecta there. Couldn't get the job done, but let's see if we can get the job done this week with our locks of the night. All right, let's kick it off. Race number one on Saturday night's program. Reminder, we got a John Deere Juvenile going to race number nine. Nine races. There is a Pixie carryover heading into Friday's card, and Friday's card is pretty tricky as well. Uh, we could uh, possibly see another um, carryover, hopefully, going to Saturday, and that could be a very big pool. And speaking of the pick six, shout out to our man, uh, good old lights, right? Yes, that's his congratulations. Uh, I mean, hats off. Hats yes. off to good old lights. I mean, the man put in a $32 pick six ticket, and he took down, what, seven grand? Yeah, almost 8000 I believe it was 7700 but earlier in the night, he had hit a Zach Ian again, Yeah, uh, and he got a little bit of an overlay, overlay on that, so he was excited about that. Then he just wheels it right back into the pick six, and he, you know, fireworks. Goes and off for 7700 Hats off uh, to good old lights, uh, a loyal listener of the podcast. It pays to listen yep. to the podcast. One thing, uh, he had a, an Ask the expert segment about flipping halters. Then he singles a horse that has a, uh, has uh -huh. a flipping halter in BH Lisa's voice. Yeah. So he asked if he had anything to worry about. We told him, no, it's fine. Go ahead. And it paid off in the end. And, uh, and kudos to him. I, I also put in a small, a small pick six ticket. I went four for four. Uh, I went four of six. Excuse me. I missed. I missed in the in the tricky allowance runner. I was trying to beat the favorite, which mm -hmm. was uh, the Jose Flores runner, which you actually you liked that one. I think you gave that mm -hmm. one on top. Reluctantly, you were like, eh, "It's tricky race," but I think you put that one on top. Oh, you know what? Yeah, it was one of the three. Yeah, he went three. Yeah, three uh, in a, in a was field it of six. Miss, miss, just knockout, or I want to say yes, something along those lines. Yes. but yes. Uh, it was. I just gave it out because uh, Cruz Mendez was opting over uh, the horse on the outside, who ended up running second, I believe. But uh, yeah, I just uh, followed the jockey on that one and got it home. So I missed that one because I was trying to beat that horse. I I tossed him, and then the other one I missed was um, the Felix Gonzalez runner that you picked on top, which was my third choice. And guess what I did? I went too deep in the pick six. So oh. I didn't go three deep. So either way, I would have never. I was always going to try to beat that Jose Flores runner in the fifth leg. Uh, so I went four of six, didn't connect, but shout out to good old likes. He connected both of our opinions. Yes. Uh, he picked, uh, he was able to build a ticket surrounding what we like, what we didn't like. And of course he, he, he also, and, you know, just mapping out the ticket is more than half the battle. Yep. Uh, handicapping, anybody can do it. That's why it's a great game. Um, uh, anybody can be hot on a certain night and, and build up a good, uh, good opinion, but it's all about structuring your tickets. You did a great job. $32 ticket, yep. over 7700 bucks. Hats off. You know, don't feel too bad. When you missed, it helped him, uh, you know, take down a huge payout. <laughs> you know, he didn't, have to, he didn't have to share anything with you. But, yeah, one of the horses I really liked was Galloping Goddess there uh, for Felix Gonzalez. Yeah. Uh, just liked the replays from it and just finally showed uh, that strong finish that we had seen before. Yeah, so uh, hats off again uh, for that terrific pick six ticket. And I believe he it was two tickets. I believe somebody else hit it. I'm, I want to say two tickets. Maybe, yeah. I, I, I don't. It, yeah. it had to have been. It yeah. had to have been just. Two. I don't think it was three, but I think it was two. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and talk about BH. This is what we look. I mean, 
halfway, you had to be thinking your your ticket's dead. Oh my gosh, the you know, like we said on the podcast, uh, quarters GD and I had a had a little wager going uh, when I had a hold air hostage. When are we getting pizza? You know, the professor owes me so many pizzas. <laughs> I think I'm going to transfer his debt onto George. So hopefully this Sunday we'll have some pie. But All right. I mean, what a race that was! When we were watching it up here, we saw a hold air hostage fly out of the gate, and uh, we thought, okay, I thought it's over. Yeah, yeah. How, how much is he going to win by yeah. from here? And uh, then it just looked like maybe his stride was getting a little choppy and he was getting tired there at the end. And maybe his first time Los Al under the lights or, you know, maybe it's just he, he's not a, a horse for Los Al. Maybe he wants to go back home to, yeah. to Remington and some of those places. But B.H. Lisa's boy just kept on. Ayala was just all over that horse. I mean, that was a really great ride. It and uh, he got up there at the wire. Hopefully this turns into another great rivalry. So. I mean, the older division is as good as we've seen in recent years. Yes. We, uh, I thought at the beginning maybe it was tailing off. I thought maybe zooming for spuds and BH Lisa's boy, who were kind of the uh, upper echelon for the older horses here, thought maybe they were losing a step, but both have come back and uh, they, they proved that they're where they need to be. Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to, to the rest of the year. Uh, a lot of these horses are going to be targeting the Go Man Go. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, C. Wayne Griffin, uh, uh, Robert Boniface championship um there's a lot of a lot of big races to go for the for the older horses before mm-hmm. we get to the uh champion champion so looking forward to it yeah i'm excited about uh i mean we talked about these horses and we're just even forgetting about he's a dash of fire I know. right there in the mix i i think he's definitely the one to beat so far off off his last effort uh in the spencer childers so uh definitely want to see him and hold their hostage out there Early, and, and we'll see if uh, BH Lisa's boy can run them down. Yeah, LD is back, ran a very good second, and now you mentioned yes. uh, he, that's a horse that, that could be in the mix as well. So overall, I think we're, we're going to have a tremendous year as far as, uh, as far as the older horses go. Uh, had you ever seen a horse give up that big of a lead in recent years? Uh, not here at Los Al. Right? I, I've seen At it. any kind of level. like just, Yeah, I, you maybe see some of those... Uh, out of state where you know they run a lot of the longer distances yes. mm-hmm. and you know maybe you get a lot of horses dropping down and up in class you know but here i don't think i've ever seen a horse up two lengths and get caught i was i i thought he was gonna win by three when i saw he was up too early i thought he would win by three you're already are you already telling your toppings to, to, to yeah. george you were like i wanted i wanted to... george put the, re- the reverse jinx on <laughs> he did when he got to about the eighth pole he goes well you got it <laughs> <laughs> and I and I was just kind of leaning back with my arms folded behind my head, just waiting to see what happened. And then the world fell apart there at the end. But God, it was an amazing race. I'll, I don't think I'll ever forget that one. Uh, yeah, it was one to remember. Uh, you know, a quarter horse making up that that much ground, it's something, something to see. It's always makes for a fun race. And I know we're analyzing Saturday's races, but a quarter horse that popped into my mind when I was talking about BH Thesis Boy, that made up so much ground. Like, you know, again, this this horse we're talking about a maiden. I'm talking about Sassy on Fire from Mike Robbins. Uh, this horse made up almost two lengths as well uh, on debut. Was a little bit sluggish, had to like maneuver his way, but then finished loaded with run past the wire. That's a horse to watch. Remember down the road from Mike Robbins? The time wasn't all that because of the slow start mm-hmm. and the slow finish, but making up that much ground was visually impressive. Yeah, we had gotten a couple quotes from Professor G uh, when he interviewed Mike Robbins. He said, I have some two-year-olds that you guys haven't even seen yet that are really good. And, you know, I might have my best one. It hasn't even raced yet. 
I mean, that was pretty high praise after we've seen uh, some of his runners early. And the works weren't that impressive. No. And then she broke slow, and uh, we didn't really know what was happening. But, you know, got really moving there at the end. So uh, I'm excited to see what she does tonight. Yeah, she goes on race seven on Friday night. That is the eight-horse sassy on fire. All right, let's take a look at uh, Saturday night's program. Like I mentioned, John Deere Juvenile Challenge here in California. Shout out to Professor G for providing the Los Ponies Studios with beverages. <laughs> We're enjoying some uh, nice, uh, refreshing crush orange soda. Hey, you got to make sure uh, we're uh, well oiled here. <laughs> we're we're going to do a lot of talking, a lot of a lot of races, you know, Rio Dose. So we're going all yeah. over the place. Let's, so we got to have our refreshments. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sit down, get comfortable. Uh, I think we might be- break the record tonight for for Ooh. longest podcast. And, yeah. and you know, believe it or not, there's some people that are like, I enjoy them. I don't mind. Uh, I it, it flaw it flies by. Yeah. And for us, it does as well. Yeah. Because we're just talking back and forth, enjoying our chats, and before we know it, we're looking at an hour, hour and ten minutes. So yeah. Uh, any feedback is much appreciated. If you guys wanna want us to talk a little bit more, different racetracks, different quarter horse tracks, or anything you want to do, just tweet us, and of course we're we're open for suggestions. All right, race one, thoroughbreds four and a half. Made in claimers. We got a compact field of six. We got a couple of horses that have shown speed across town, and they look like the horses to beat. The question is, who are you picking in this race number one, Curtis? Yeah, the one and the two, they pretty much look identical. Yeah. And, you know, they're both uh, coming from across town. Last race at Del Mar, only three days uh, separated them. Martin Pedroza was on both horses last time, but. Yeah, I went with the chalk along the rail. I, I think that's going to be really key here. Uh, if these horses get in a speed duel, um, I'm hoping just the uh, ground-saving trip will work to working his advantage. And if Haynes Powell has to you know, take a longer way around, I think he'll probably tire the most out of the two. So that's why I went with the one. All right, working there four to five along the inside. Last race on the five, on the 5th of August down at Dunmar. Showed speed, gave way down the stretch, but now... Cutting back in distance, getting Benny Bernard deserves to be every bit of the favoritism. But I'm going to pick him on second. Okay. I did give the two here the check mark. Uh, I just like the 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 visual impression chasing the first opening quarter. The opening quarter race of the race the two comes out of was 22 and four versus the 22-41 of of the race of the number one horse. Now given you know it is 20,000 armating claimers, but I I thought the two was within was pressing the pace without being asked, whereas the one was kind of being asked to keep up. So just based on opening quarter visuals, I'm going to give the edge to the two here. Five to two, Kelly McDade, uh, five-pound apprentice versus Benny Bednar. And I think it's going to be a good jockey duel out of the gate. So I'll go with the two on top. The one is my second choice. And then the four, Blistin Mar- Mario. Adding the blinkers, broke fast last time out, hugged the rail and just finished evenly there for fourth. Uh, maybe this horse can, can show a little bit more speed here adding blinkers and getting Juan Sanchez once again for Justin Clark. I think the races between those three, I really can't see uh, much more uh, horses being a factor. Maybe the six at a price of 10 to one on the outside for Anthony Saavedra. I think anything you have, anytime you have Saavedra here coming down to Los Al and, and dropping one, uh, maybe that could be a good long shot, but I'll go two, one and four. Yeah. I went one, two and four. I think, like you said, the weight break on the two will help. And then the blinkers going on the four. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm hoping he doesn't go to the front or try and send uh, too quickly. Uh, maybe get a stocking trip because I don't think this horse can go with the one or two. No, I think his best chance is to wait for a duel between the one and two, right? Yeah, because I, I, 
think at least you know the one of these out of the one and two is, is going to collapse. I, I think yeah. one of them is going to fall apart. Mm-hmm. So I think it's in the best interest of the four to just sit behind and try and overtake them in the stretch. All right, pretty formful start to the day there for us. The two, one, four, pretty much the top three betting choices. Race two, the second half of the early double. Canadian Acclaimers going four and a half furlongs. Phillies and Maris three olds and up, which have never won two races. Claiming uh, mating races and races for 2,500 not considered. So we got a couple of, uh, of runners here that are coming off of so-so efforts. But that, that could give you a little bit of insight into up to what price you're going to get. We got a field of six. Uh, who, who did you pick here? I went with a little price here in a second. Ooh. I went uh, along the rail. I went uh, Sonnet's Joy. Okay. Uh, second time off the claim for my dad here. Uh, last time, you know, was bumped at the break and, and was floated out around the turn. And didn't really uh, get into the race there. But the previous two outs there uh, was tracking nicely. And I uh, got two victories in a row. I think there's a lot of speed in here between the four, the six. Uh, the five maybe can go with them. And I think the two, first time off the claim for Jose Avalos. He usually you yeah. know, gets a lot of speed. And, mm-hmm. and this horse carries some past speed. So I'm thinking Sonnet's Joy can uh, sit the trip here and rally. And maybe uh, draw clear there in the stretch. Yeah, that uh, Sonic Joey, two and three starts back, was able to rally along the inside and get the job done there. Uh, second time off the claim for uh, Chuck Trees and Edward Rojas. They've been a good, solid team. Yep. Rojas and your dad, they've been uh, they've been uh, winning races. Yeah, they're hitting at uh, 44% right yeah, now. So I, mean, also, yeah, I told my dad that about uh, a month and a half ago here in the daytime. And then he gets a couple more wins and we're there in the winter, winter circle and he goes, I like this Rojas kid. <laughs> You've been know. winning for him with like yeah, a shocking. month. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he's kind of uh, found a little home for us. You know, he'll ride. Uh, he, My dad's going through uh, whether he wants to go first call Vinny, maybe yeah. Kelly. I don't know. Yeah. There's just a weird thing going on, but uh, he, he's doing just fine with Edward Rojas. By the way, he doesn't remind me. Shout out to Barrington Harvey. He picked up the mound on Cal Kelly Gauchis, right? Or is it Cal Dodge? Oh, uh, Cal Cali. Yeah, you yeah. pick up the mountain, Cal Cali gouges. Man, he rode that horse to perfection. Yep. Uh, it's a rider that, you know, doesn't usually ride for your dad. No. But Kelly McDade uh, got injured one race before, right? Yeah, I think that was the night she hurt her ankle. Yeah. So And, uh, and then we looked at the at the next race. We're like, all right, Kelly's going to gonna have to get replaced. Mm-hmm. Juan Sanchez was taken. Vinny Benner was taken. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else? was was taken pretty much everybody that we yeah. can think of was taken yeah and the only off the top of our heads the only guys that were available were like f hernandez was still available Brandon harvey was still available maybe another handful of jockeys Brandon harvey got the call and he rode that race to perfection yeah i, I went down there just so i could meet him i've, I've seen him <laughs> on the fair circuit yeah. forever mm-hmm. uh but uh, he's one of those jockeys that gets the saddle off first he doesn't go shake hands nah, but i yeah. gotta get right back up yeah. so you know, I just uh, said hi to him, good job, and I was right back up to work. But, yeah, uh, great pickup, Mel. Shout-out to Brandon shout Harvey there with a nice ride to get the job done. I'm going with the four here, Gallup Gal. You know, this uh, last time out was just second best, dueled, and was able to hold on for second, but was three lengths, three lengths clear of the third-place finisher, Abel. Uh, and I thought I, I had a lot of respect for the winner that night, Alfred Charity. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was my long shot play. Got the job done there for Justin Clark. I like the I like the effort Gallup Gallup uh, put up. I like the win two starts back, and I think she she's got plenty of speed and she deserves to be the eight, eight to five morning line favorite. So I'll pick her on top here for Felix Gonzalez and Ephraim Hernandez. And then the six Callan Cantor, the other Chuck Trees runner, uh, I like best here on the outside. 
52 and two last time out, stopping the clock there, uh, winning by about a length and a quarter. Kelly McDade has uh, ridden this one the last five times, three wins, a second and a fifth in those five outings. I think drawing the outside post could be beneficial. So I'll go four, six, and then uh, the two cheese a griller who we mentioned for Jose Avalos first off to claim the barn has been on a good roll and then picks up Juan Sanchez. So I'll go four, six, two. I went one, two, four. One, two, four, then race number two. All right, race number three. We got an 870-yard event, field of six. Uh, we got one quarter horse, so there's a quarter horse event. Um, and the quarter horse, I think, could be interesting. We're talking about my favorite sticker there on the outside. I think you liked this horse going 550 last time out. Did you? Yeah, I, I think we all uh, wanted this horse to stretch out. And uh, finally, you know, he, he had gotten the distance. But, I don't know, he just hadn't really been finishing. Yeah. Uh, the other Cooper, Rock and Asteroid, actually overtook that. So he stretches him out a little bit more. Here. All right, so at Field of Six, I mean, the lone quarter horse is going to be outside my favorite streaker. Are you uh, are you on any of the favorites here, Kenny Benny or Monty? I'm going with the three, Monty. Uh, I like that. I had my lock of the the night last time or uh, two light. weeks ago towards uh, the light towards the light yeah. for Michael Curtis, and and Monty ran just a, a really sharp race. Anytime you go 45, 35, yeah. that's usually going to be a winning time in an 870 race. I was really surprised that this horse improved that much. So I think I'm just going to fire back at the three here for Keith Craig, Monty. Uh, we agree. I... You know, with this one, I'm going to, you know, it is, it was visually impressive, a visual impressive second, because you consider the, the final clocking, you consider what, what kind of races this horse was coming out of. Then you consider how, how clear the third place finisher this horse was last time out. So I like, I like what I saw uh, here from Monty. And I'm going to make this one my lock of the night, lock of the night, lock of the night here in race number three, Monty, two to one on the morning line, you know. Two wins, a very good second. Vinny Bernard jumps aboard for the first time. This horse was caught wide, was never allowed to drift to cross over on the rail by uh, by Tours of Light, and that was, that's what benefited Tours of Light. Uh, I thought it was a great ride on the rider on Tours of Light, and Monty just had to settle for second. So I'll pick Monty on top, lock of the night. The main threat is going to be here, uh, the five, Kenny Benny, and the six, my favorite streaker. I, I could have flipped the coin who I was going to pick second. Uh, so I'll give you three, six, five here in race number three. I think the quarter horse could enjoy stretching out and can show a good amount of speed. Then Kenny Benny, the class dropper coming in from Santa Ada, has been chasing 22 and one, 44 and four type of opening halves there. Um, and Juan Sanchez jumps aboard. Could be a, could be a, a very good mix. But taking a shot, I think Monty lightly raced. Could still improve even more. And I repeated that effort last time out. Makes him the horse to beat in my eye. So, Monty, the lock of the night. Yeah, the five looks uh, really tough here, Kenny Benny. Like you said, dropping uh, from Santa Anita has been facing a lot better. But the question is, will his speed transfer over to the nighttime oval where you need uh, a little sharper speed? We yeah. know Monty has that. So, I, I think we're both in agreement. Monty's going to make the lead. I just... The question is, can Kenny Benny stay within striking distance uh, like Towards the Light did that night two weeks ago? Probably will be able to outfinish Monty if that's the case. But I'm hoping Monty can just shake loose. Uh, for the third spot, I went with the number four, Backwoods Bell. Okay. Yeah, this horse hasn't raced in three years, but yeah. we saw last week that Jerry Wallace uh, won with Rule He Will. Who, Tip uh, to the hat right there because yeah. I, I, I wasn't sure how Rule He Will was going to fire off the layoff. 
He looked like uh, he was running all all along. He looked sharp. Yeah, he was uh, going against uh, one of my dad's horses there uh, for 870, yeah. who I thought uh, had a pretty good shot to win there for the, the Bowman family. Yeah. You know, our fellow uh, TVG. I thought about that winner's circle. That was the Malacca of the night, that night that he won. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. We uh, we all got in there. That's yeah. a pretty good one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll have that's to bring a, good a picture. Yeah, that's bring a good it up picture. here for the yeah. press box. But uh, Jerry had that winner uh, last week with Rule He Will. So I think this horse must be ready to go if he's uh, brought him back three years. He's had plenty of speed If just looking at the PPs. Uh, the question is, is this horse ready to fire off the layoff? Yeah, that's going to be the question mark. So. I'm staying with the sharp runner, Monty, here at the lock of the night. I'll go three, six, five. Three, five, four. All right. Race number four, the payoff leg of the early pick four. Four and a half thoroughbred. Four and a half furlongs here, conditional claimers. Field of seven to end the pick four. And uh, the morning line suggests that the betting could be spread out uh, here between a few of the runners. Who did you end up picking here? I went with another closer. Uh, I went to the two horse, Cuvee ah, Cat okay. for Felix Gonzalez because I think the one, three, uh, the six, I think these are speed horses that tend to be shortening stride there at the end. Uh, and, you know, none of these horses are really blowing me away. So I'm hoping that Minor Rana can give the two horse Cuvee Cat another trip like he did and just sit right off the pace. Uh, you know, last time he was fourth by a length and then he bit into the stretch and then he just drew clear. So I'm looking for that same type of ride here. I respect that effort from Cuvee Cat. It's a horse that had been knocking on the door, you know, picking up pieces. Then once this horse really leveled out, he really burst through, got the job done there, right under five to two. Uh, I respect the two. I'm gonna pick the three on top. A bit of a middle price here. Privy four to one on the morning line. Last time out, hopped at the start, rushed up to go uh, duel into the lead, was four wide around the turn, and then just threw in the towel there. Uh, deservedly so, based on that uh, breaking in the air, and yeah. hopping at the start. But I like what I saw. The acceleration after that slow start. To get back into the lead, duel on the outside. I like what I saw. I like this, the win, uh, the speed two two starts back and the win four starts back. Uh, I think Efren Hernandez could be aggressive here out of the gate with a clean start. There's not a lot of dominant speed. Yeah. I think Efren could could maybe be a little aggressive here on the three. So I'll pick the three on top. The main threat is gonna it's gonna be the one blessed Acosta. So I'll pick him for second. Broke good, broke good last time out. Dueled between horses and just was caught late there. Uh, holding on for a third. I think if he gets into a, if she gets into a duel again, I think she'll she'll kind of throw in the towel again. So I'm hoping that the three is going to be right there, putting some pressure on, or maybe even trying to cross over. I think she needs an easy lead to win, like she did three starts back. So I think she's vulnerable. That's why I'm picking the three on top. So I'll go three, one, two here in race four. Yeah, I see the speed horses the same way you do. I picked the three privy for second. Because I think out of uh, the one, three, and six, I, I think Privy is the best uh, out of these speed horses since coming at, from the five thousand dollar races, dropping to the twenty five hundred dollar level. I, I think this horse has been running well. Pretty much just draw a line through that last one for Privy. Uh, everything he said broke in the air, so uh, just rushed up and tired. I think we all saw that one coming. And then for third, I went with the one plus the cause. Uh, the other runner to the inside. Uh, I give this horse a little shot here because. It draws the rail, and mm -hmm. it, maybe if one of these other ones doesn't fire alongside of it, you know, it could have that rail trip and maybe just go wire to wire. And, uh, you know, she does come out of that race where Sonic's Joy uh, rallied and got the job done. So there may be some uh, some uh, good form. If you like Sonic's Joy, maybe Bless the Cost could show uh, show that race to be a live one. But I'll go three, three, one, two here in race four. 
two, three, one. All right. We flipped the page. We're going down to straightaway race number five. There's a nine race program, so the pick four, the late pick four will begin in race six. But race number five, you can begin rolling pick threes, mid card doubles, and of course, trifectus, superfectus, exactus. 300 yards, made in claimers, $8,000, field of six. Who'd you pick here? Yeah, you know, I went to the outside, Rock and Liz. We uh, agree. Yeah, two entered here for uh, Chris O'Dell, mm -hmm. and Nicasio uh, jumps uh, aboard this one instead of the five Royal Baby Silk. I just like the way this horse had been finishing last time. Uh, only lost by half a length, and the previous time before that, uh, only lost by a head, and draws the outside uh, here again. So I'm thinking just a repeat effort can get him into the winner's circle. Yeah, I agree. Like you know, Rock and Liz. It's a little bit sluggish out of the gate, but finished with very big strides to finish second best behind Thrill of being first. Rock and Liz was about a length and three quarters clear of the third place finisher. Final eighth of that effort was 9.79. I like the strides there late. I like the outside draw. I like Nicasio staying aboard this one. I think Rock and Liz is the horse to beat. So I'll pick it on top. For second, up for kids there uh, was a very game third. Last time out behind Malak of the Night, Joey's favorite. Got mm -hmm. the job done there by a by a close nose, but up for kids. I believe that was I believe up for kids was Burgard's best bet that night. Really? So we went head to head? So you out you out dueled him. I have to uh, I have to tip my hat twice on that one. <laughs> up for kids though. Third uh third by a neck was game as can be there. First off the claim for Monte Rosa, one of the loyal eight listeners of the podcast. Uh, owner and trainer here on Up for Kids. Thought it was a game effort. Now second time in the barn. That one deserves respect. So I'll go 6-3. And then the one, Catella Dolly here for Paul Jones and Jimmy Hare on Thompson Racing. Cesar Franco gets the call. That effort, uh, that workout, excuse me, back on July 28th. Hopped at the start, drifted in, but finished with big strides under her hand right. I thought it was a better than like 1240 workout. At this kind of level, made in 8,000 on our claimers. I thought the horse could do a little bit of damage there in the exotics. So I'll go 6-3-1. I went 6-4-3. Uh, the only other one we haven't talked about is the four, Luke Strawwalker, the mm -hmm. other Paul Jones runner here. I like Ayala gets aboard this horse, and we haven't really seen much in the two starts that it's run so far, but drops in for a tag here. Uh, in the work, we saw it broke well and, and kind of lugged in leaving and won by a head, but it still was a decent work of 12-4. I think that's okay for this level, but I'm hoping just the jock change can get him out of trouble, and the class relief will get him home here. Yeah, coming off of that uh, sharp maiden effort from Wrecking Ball. Wrecking Ball was my lock of the night. Coming off of that maiden win, but didn't really fire. But Hero's Image, Farm, uh, farm Boy Payday, and another runner that uh, I forgot to write down. Three next out winners coming out of that yes. last maiden effort. So the four could be coming off of a live race. So I agree your your analysis there for saying that the four could be live. So I'll go 6-3-1. Six four three. All right, race number six, the start of the late pick four. Field of seven. We got quarter horses, maidens, straight maidens going this three hundred yard distance, and this is going to be a very interesting race. I had a, a few trouble. I had a little trouble going back and forth, and a few horses here who I wanted wanted to pick on top. Uh, but I'm 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 curious to see who who you end up picking here. You know, I usually don't do this. Oh. It's kind of a, a double negative for me. Uh, two of my, oh, my, no. my, my go against. I, I know what you're doing now. Uh, first time starter for yes. a two-year-old and in the two hole. Yes. Wow. Are you I, doing I, just, that? I mean, you must love this horse then. I, I really like the works from this horse. Yeah. The, you know, the June 19th one, you know, didn't see a whole lot. Was off slow, veered in. 
and did finish out nicely. I, I like the acceleration there, but came back on July 31st, you know, broke in, was probably up uh, a little over a length early and drew off by about five. And so they entered this horse here. It's later on in the year. Uh, Guillen's already dropped a, a couple first times. Yes. I was at the Edburg Million Trials. We saw him drop two first out winners. Yeah. From along the road, one was Miss KO. I, yeah, I, I think the other one, the other one was Injun Caritas. Yes, right. Yeah, so I have no problem uh, playing uh, Ricardo Guillen uh, first time out, and then he actually puts in another horse here, the six in S Corona, who's actually a pretty good horse in its own right. Mm -hmm. But Jonathan Roman opts to ride the two, mm -hmm. so I just see a lot of going for it. But there are some angles that go against it. But I, I like that it's also to the outside of just being me who isn't really the fastest horse early we know he's probably gonna finish yeah. but i'm just gonna take my shot with the two horse i liked you know i really liked i'll tell you i really liked the, the workout broken bombed and what i what i my main takeaway was that this is a big body two-year-old and it was quick on his feet yes. like he he really leveled out nicely finished the drill in 12 20 was about five lengths clear of the workmate there uh so one would ease there down the stretch was only tap once they're late and I like the acceleration. But being drawn between two expected favorites in the one and the three, bringing down to the two horde, that downgraded my my overall handicapping on the two. Okay. But I do respect the two. 72 there on the morning line. That tells you that Edinburgh really likes that workout too because, you know, you're drawn against a couple of runners that have been facing Stakes Company. Yes. A couple of runners that have, have been competing against Futurity Trial winners. So being 72, Edinburgh must like uh, must like the workout as well. I went with the one on top, just being me here, coming out of that Governor's Cup Futurity. Finished fourth. I thought he finished better than what it looks. Showed some big strides there late in the race. Uh, was later the key to fourth because this one was kind of lugging in with leaning on on his rivals throughout. That caused some trouble there for, for some of those runners. But overall, I think the talent is there. Just going to need to behave from that inside post. So I picked the one, just being me on top. Then for my long shot play, it's going to be the six, S. Corona, the other Ricardo Guillen here. Six to one on the morning line. Second on debut at seven to one behind the spite. But I thought this horse was a game second. Drifted in a little bit after the start, but never quit. I like the effort. You know, Jonathan Roman this does jump off the six to go with the two. That, that could mean something there. But I think the six could improve. So I'll go one, six, and the seven, then Cavuto towards the outside coming out, coming out of the freshman stakes. That first mistake still hurts. I was alive in the pick three to Jopi. <laughs> oh, man. Matt fails there with Red Hawk Cartel. Man, fails. Yeah. Just fail. Was it fails on fails crime yeah, in that race, I correct? Mean, yeah, fails yeah. uh, <laughs> upset at his, own, his other horse, and he upset in my pick three as well. Man, that's going to hurt for a while. Uh, <laughs> but Cabuto there finished a very game fourth there. Uh, was later the cute to fifth, but showed good energy past the wire. Cruz Mendes jumps aboard. Finished second, three starts back, and then third behind Provodnik up there in that fraternity trial, two starts back. I think drawing the outside could be beneficial, so I'll go one, six, seven here in race number six. Yeah, I went two, one, seven. All right. Old Cal grew. We'll see what that horse can do. Hopefully. Hopefully it can overcome the uh, Bermuda Triangle <laughs> yes. in the two-hole. Th that, that is good to call it that. It's been tricky <laughs> to win from the tip post. All right, race number seven, the final pick three. If you're out of, that, you're out of the pick four in that tricky first leg, which uh, could be may very well be a possibility because it's a tricky race. You can start a pick three here in race number seven. Quarter horses going 300 yards, optional claimers of $16,000. Field of six, 
another tricky field here. Mm -hmm. Who'd you pick? I went to the four. I'm Rocket Man for Jorge Farias. I think the horse fits the conditions pretty well. Uh, steps up a little bit in class, but not not a whole lot uh, considering the other ones who are, you know, dropping down in class. He he's going up into the sixteen thousand non-winners at two. Other than, but this is, horse is the only one that's actually won two races mm -hmm. uh, so far, and I, I just love the gate speed. Uh, I'm hoping he can get a, a an early lead here on these horses and try and hold off these other ones that are dropping down in class. Yeah, the four I'm rocking at broke a little bit flat last time out, but then finished strongly there to get up for for the win behind the previously mentioned Indian Caritas PGS there in that main, in that claiming event. Rodrigo stays aboard, and uh, that one is going to be a contender here. I'll pick him for third. My top choice is going to be along the inside here, MWT Tough Enough for Felix Gonzalez. You picked Phillies at a middle price last time last week. Let's see if mm -hmm. I can do it this week along the inside here. There's a two-year-old gilding by Special Cartel. I like the way he looked winning his debut two starts back, stopped the clock in 1571. Then came back against a very tough allowance there. You kind of missed your political water eagle and pulled the trigger. I thought that was a salty race. Yes. The final eighth of that race was in 9.555, so they were moving late. Uh, this horse broke okay, had a clean path, but has no had really no punch for that kind of field. I think dropping in, in class now for a claimer event could help this one out. And Jonathan uh, Roman stays aboard. So I'll pick the one on top, 9 and 2 on the morning line. Should be a solid price come post time. And then the five Tamura here, draw a line throughout effort last time out, uh, got bumped hard midway, lost all chance in an effort to ignore powerful favor coming out of that race, won the final there of the of the Governor's Cup. So draw a line through that effort, now back against claimers. I like the win, two starts back, and overall had been consistent in the first three starts. So I'll pick the one for second, the five for second, excuse me. So I'll go one, five, and then I like the four like we talked about. So one, five, four here for me. Yeah, like the four, one, and the only other one we didn't talk about was the six, Propagandist. I have this horse in third, uh, drawn to the outside there in the six hole for Paul Jones. One, two starts back for uh, Broke his Maiden for 12-5. Went 1576, which yeah. I, I think puts it right in the range of this group, and mm -hmm. then they, they stepped it up in the, uh, into the allowance level and was running against, a, I think, is a pretty decent field for that. You got Jess Flash, he won Cool Winner in LOL. They're not, maybe they're about a juvenile uh, kind of yeah. stakes level, mm -hmm. I, I think. So I think that also was a pretty tough race. Drops back into the $16,000 level, and Ayala on the outside is pretty good, so I'm going to give him a good look here in the third spot. All right, tricky race here. Freaky two legs to begin the pick four. For recap, race number seven, I'll go one, five, four. Four, one, six. All right, we arrive. There's two races left. You know what time it is. The late daily double. Late daily double time, and it's going to be a very quality late daily double because we got some past stakes runners competing here, race number eight, going 330 yards. There's an allowance for three oats and up, which have never won two, which have not won two races in 2018. Got a field of six, very competitive field of six, but I, I got a feeling the betting is going to settle between the two and the four, between the two, three, and four. Who'd you pick on top? You know, I really wanted to pick Tell Deli. I think uh, this horse is the one to beat. Uh, you probably have Tell Deli, right? You I don't. No, no, I don't have him on okay, top. Well, I've been a, we'll, we'll get to your pick. Yeah, then. I've been a big supporter of the of Catelli Deli, but did not pick him on top today. Yeah, I went with a horse that had been pretty good to me. I went with uh, Right Regal. We agree. Okay. Okay. Excellent. Nice. Uh, I think when this horse puts it all together and at this level, I think can be right there. Uh, four to one is a very good price yes. on, on this horse. This horse made four hundred thousand dollars, and I think the the key is just getting out 
every time he gets out, he usually runs a really competitive race. He gets the class relief. Uh, if you compare 350 times most recently uh, in the Cueva Bar, he went 1770, even though he went he ran six. And Catella Deli uh, actually won an allowance race at 350 and went 1767. Mm-hmm, so yeah. they're right there uh, comparatively. But I give Wright Regal a pretty good look at four to one. Yeah, I agree. I'm picking Red Regal on top. Four to one there is going to be a very nice price. We won't get that at post time. I think the betting is going to come down just a little bit, but I do expect Catella Deli to go favorite. But Red Regal kind of kind of bumbled out, bobbled out to start last time out, got bumped, and uh, just went racing towards the middle of the pack there. Uh, I thought that seventh place on paper could have easily been a fifth uh, if you encounter, if you factor in the trouble and all that. So Red Regal better than luck. Like you mentioned, this horse can bring it when he's on his best. I've got a feeling this horse is ready to fire a big effort. So I'll go with the two on top. Catelli Deli, of course, has been the main threat uh, for this one. Catelli Deli has been pretty good to me. Uh, you know, three starts back was a game winner there at two to one. Then came back, finished third in the in the trials there, and then fifth in the Spencer Childers. I think last time out had a you know Virden got bumped, but overall had a pretty clean path to kind of make a run. Mm-hmm. Just didn't see that acceleration. Kind of went evenly. So I think tonight might be the night to try to beat Catella Deli. So I'll go three. I mean, I'll go two, three, and the four renewed there, who always seems to be in the mix of things. I think yes. the best thing that renewed has out of him is that he overall he's a he's an okay horse out of the gate. I yes. think that could be beneficial here against this field. So I'll go two, three, and four. I can't argue with that. Two, three, four. Wow, we agree. <laughs> Wow. All, all the same. Yeah, I, I love Renewed's gate speed. Yeah. And it uh, gets a little bit of class relief as well. So I think the two, three, and four are all pretty much uh, in the same boat. Uh, the one, five, and six, I think, are, are taking on a tougher task tonight, even though Una Corona Moss dropped that bomb there on, on uh, that Cal Champions. That hurts. You know that hurt me so bad. I, I think that hurt all of us. Man. We were just like, where did this come from? <sighs> So uh, and, I'm not. I'm looking for Uno Corona Moss to bounce. So I'm just going two, three. And four. to the equipment handicappers, Uno Corona Moss was first time flipping hunter last time out, and got the job done at thirteen to one. So that mm. was a thing that could have worked for the for the equipment handicappers. I sadly was very supportive of uh, GS Wintermeyer. I yes. needed. I needed yep. that. I needed GS Wintermeyer so bad. For I, I think it was just that step up in class for him, but uh, yeah. Was he down in the one hole that yeah, night? Yeah, Diaz Wintermeyer yeah. was in the, in, the, in the one hole. And you know how hard it is to rally from the inside? Yes. If he would have been drawn outside Uno Corona Moss, I think he gets up. Yeah. I think he finds that extra surge and and catches him because, man, that was a tough beat. But hats off. Uno Corona Moss, second time with a flippy halter. Carlos Huerta saves the board. Uh, that horse scares me, but I'm going to try to beat him tonight. Yeah, uh, same thing. I'm just looking for a bounce factor there. I'm just gonna. I'm putting right regal on top. Hopefully, if we can get a little price and try and upset Catella Deli. All right, the featured event, the main event of the night. We got two year olds going 350 yards, field of 10. And uh, this is a, you know, there was only, was it two trials only? Yeah, right. Yes. Yeah, there were two trials yeah. uh, that night only. So uh, you know, we've got a a more heavy uh, group coming out of the second trial of the night, the fastest uh, the. Was it the first trial of the night? Let me check real quick. They did, yes. yeah. So the faster one, yeah, was the faster one was the first trial of the night. But overall, competitive field of ten. You were all over CBB Flash of Cash on that night. Are you picking a CBB Flash of Cash once again here tonight? Not only am I picking him, 
I'm making him my lock of the night. Wow. This one's right been back. so good to me. It's been very good to uh, Monte Arosa. Mm-hmm. I love just how game this horse is. I, I, I've talked about the uh, the distance before is no problem. He lugged in a little last time, and, and uh, Coleman was catching him there mm-hmm. towards the end, but uh, I don't think he was going to ever pass him there, so I, I think I'm just going to fire right back. Uh, I just love the gate speed, and I really think this horse is, is going to love even going further on to 400 yards. I think we're going to see more out of this horse further down the line, so I'm putting Stevie B Flash of Cash on top. Wow. Strong words there for Stevie B Flash of Cash. Hey, can't blame you. A horse that has gone three for three has done nothing wrong. Yes. Are you, is Coleman 47 your main threat? Yeah, I put Coleman 47 for second. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think after what we saw, that that finish there, you know, it looked like he maybe could uh, get to him. If, but the problem is, will he get a clean start? Yeah. I mean, we see the talent there. Yes, we do. But time after time, you know, he, he tends to get in trouble. But uh, I, I just, I don't know when he's finally going to put it all together. And, and that's the thing, you know, I went back and forth, sadly. For you, I picked the six on top. No! So I went 6-4 here in race number nine. I'll tell you why. I thought, visually, Ayala was a little bit more confident last time out. Okay. Really, he knew they were well clear of the rest, so he was just coasting home. True. Not asking for the best. And I think drawing towards the outside where CBB likes to, tends to drift in, that mm-hmm. that was the, the determining factor for me. So, Monte Rosa, I know you're listening. Don't don't judge me here for the pick oh, again. I, yeah. I'm picking Coleman 47 on top. I think it's going to be a duel to the wire. That's I do agree on that. Okay. I think it's a two horse trade between the four and the six. So I'll go six four. And if you're looking for a price here, maybe for the for the trifectas or superfectas, look to the to the eight horse here, Alice in Wonderland for Paul Jones, the other Paul Jones runner here. Ajala gets off to ride Coleman 47, but Cruz Mendes picks up the mount. This horse was making the first start here locally here uh, at Los Alamitos last time out. First time under the lights. Uh, she was supplemented. Like mm-hmm. we, we've seen the supplement angle kind of work to find a little horses that are well meant. I think yes. Paul Jones supplemented another one for the. Was it last week? Mm, you know, I can't. I... He finished second or third, I want to say. But there was another runner that was supplemented that ran a big effort. Yeah, that's always a key angle because you know they're live. You know the horse is feeling good for them to put up this kind of money. Yeah, so Allison Wonder will supplement it, finished up better than looked third last time out, scrambled out of the gate, got bumped, but made up a ton of ground to get up for third there. I thought it was a much, much uh, improved effort. Uh, Now second time over the track, just missed second by a head last time out despite all that that, uh, trouble there out of the gate. I think they could be live here at least for the exotics, so I'll go – Six, four, and eight. Yeah, same uh, numbers. I just switched them around a little. I have four, six, eight. I really liked uh, Allison Wonderland. I thought the horse would break a little better, so I'm hoping yeah. uh, just a little better start here. But I was impressed at the way this horse finished out. You know, I, I thought, okay, well, it's over. I, I figured maybe this filly was just all gate speed and was going to have to carry, but never quit. So I gave it a look in the third spot. The horse uh, we were thinking of, One Hot Habit. One Hot Habit, one. yes. And that horse ran huge. Huge. And, uh, in the two-hole for, yeah. for Paul. And I believe that was against the big Chris O'Dell favorite. Yeah. Um, uh, one Sweet Racy. I, I think that's her name. Yeah, I think it's One Sweet Racy. Yeah, so when Paul's supplementing them, uh, you believe that they're feeling good and they're live. But uh, yeah, I give uh, Alice in Wonderland a pretty big look. Hopefully just uh, second time under the lights, so we'll be able to get the job done. And look, 
there's vulnerable burn uh there's these are some vulnerable favorites in the in the way that we know CV Fletcher Cash likes to drift in, likes yes. to leg in. And the five Coleman forty seven is not that great out of the gate. Yeah. So that could open up the case for other runners, but you know, if the four and the six run the races, it should be a duel to the wire and then hopefully someone like the eight can complete uh the exotics. Yeah. So I'll go six, four and eight here in the John Deere Juvenile. Four, six, eight. Man, that, that, that's we agreed on. I want to say almost half of the card there. Well, that's pretty good. Usually, uh, usually we're right on track. We're used, feeling pretty good. We yeah, used to get scared when we first yeah, started. Yeah, we we did. That used to be kind. Of, that used to be kind of like a sign. Well, the first time we did it, we're like, "What? What does this mean? We could yeah. be all off or whatever." Because <laughs> uh, I remember one time, me and Ed Burgard agreed. It was a consensus night. Me and Ed agreed maybe on seven out of the ten or something like that. Like something crazy. Yeah. We sucked that night. Yeah. Uh, me and Ed, I think we went like two for whatever. Like we, <laughs> we agreed on so many of them. We're like, man, this this could be like a strong night, right? And then I went back and looked at it. And I was like, nothing. Yeah. But whenever anybody's on uh, the same horses a lot, we always say, oh, there's too much weight <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, so much weight. Uh, that, or, or I feel uh, on trial night when I picked the same trainer a bunch. Like I was really shocked that odell had such a good night because i was all in on on uh, governor's cup fraternity trial yeah. night mm -hmm. uh, i was all over uh odell's horses and i thought okay well i'm, I'm either gonna do really good or, or i'm just gonna you know crap out here <laughs> this is gonna be bad but yeah sometimes uh things are working out but yeah as long as uh, we're picking the same we, we seem to be doing pretty good all right let's take a quick break uh we'll, we'll wrap up uh, this section we'll take a little bit of a of a drink here and uh we'll come back with the Los Alamitos Golden State Derby on Sunday, we'll come back for a pick for the Saturday trials for the All-American Futurity at Redoso and a pick for the Sunday trials for the All-American Derby there at Redoso. Much more to come here on the podcast. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after this break. All right, welcome back. We got a nice icy sip of the crushed orange soda, thanks to Professor G, keeping the, the fridge stock here in the studios up to top shape each and every week. Yes. Uh, he was, uh, but he was on vacation for like two days. The fridge kind of took a hit those two days. We, we got to talk to uh, Carla. We have to, the assistant. We, yeah, the we, we got to get slacking. her uh, a key to the soda room so she can stock this bad boy up. I tried to. Uh, I tried to book Carla for for a podcast episode, so the listeners can get to meet her. But I got to go through an agent. I have to go through an agent first, and Man. we're still working out the details. Even though she's your sister, <laughs> we, we're working out the details. I got to. I got to. Talk to an agent. Can you believe that? Does she know our budget? No. I don't, that, that's why she hasn't done it. I mean, we pay in pens and leftover PPs. I mean, yes. we pay in whatever we can find around the around the studio. No, but uh, Carla's become a, a part of the family here yes. at Los Al. And, you know, she's she's not coming in uh, without any knowledge. She, no. You know, she, she knows how to read the program. Yep. If you call into the hotline at night, she's uh, given the results. So, uh, yeah, she's been a nice addition up yeah, here. Yeah, she's uh she's uh she's always been at the racetrack with me since I was a kid. So she's she's nothing new to to the sport. She's so she's uh she's right up. She's been in pretty well. Yes, she's picking up the pieces as they go. All right, let's talk uh, featured event on Sunday at Los Alamitos. We're talking about the Golden State Derby. We got a field of ten runners heading in the final. This is going to be a very good final. Great two Golden State Derby. $221,000 is a purse. Three olds going the distance of 400 yards. And on paper, it appears to be a three-horse race, Curtis. I think we might have landed on the same horse. Are, are we both on just a cartel? I think we are, yeah. We are. yeah I think after uh, 
that performance last time. Breakout performance. It, it, it was just visually impressive. And then the time uh, we talked about last week just blew us away uh, when he caught Mooney Blues there mm-hmm. at the end. They Mooney went Blues ran a heck of a Mooney Blues yes. ran that race wins a lot of finals. Yeah, uh, Mooney Blues did everything that Perfect. she could yeah. last time. I mean, you couldn't ask for anything better than that. And, you know, just came up a little short, got passed by just a cartel there at the end. But I'm just going off uh, that last win there was so impressive. This horse is five for seven lifetime, only lost by half a length to a political lady two outs ago. And just we saw that rally last time, uh, put up that really good clock. And there was a 938. 938 final yeah, eighth. Final eighth. And uh, we just see how big this horse is and the, the ground he can eat up. I'm putting him on top here. Well, we agree. I mean, Jessica Cartel just looks, looks – always has always shown flashes of talent. I unfortunately was in the wrong end of that of a win. I want to say four starts back. Four starts back when this horse won the auto handicap. I remember summertime favorite was a quirky filly that kind of like drifted in, drifted out, kind of cost herself a few races. But that night, I was single to summertime favorite because summertime favorite had drawn the outside post. I was like, tonight's the night for mm-hmm. summertime favorite. And a single summertime favorite, I was alive. I think the pick four was paying like eight hundred bucks. Here comes Jessica Cartel with the <laughs> big long strides to get up for the win there in the autumn handicap. That was her his first stakes win. Came right back, validated in the corner check, winning by over two lengths in four hundred yards. Came back, ran second to a political lady there in the vanish slash, and then just took the the roof off this place in nineteen fifty back on on trials night. Nine point three eight final eighth. Everything about the time was legitimate. The way he's looked, the way he's developed, he, he's he's going to be a scary, scary horse to deal with if he can continues on this trend the rest of the year. Yeah, I, I think uh, the older division has to take notice right, of, yeah. of this up-and-comer. No doubt. Uh, when this thing just eats up ground, I mean, he's just really flying at the end. Uh, just Imagine, maybe could it could improve a little at the at, at the, the start. Gate, yeah. I, I I think, but I mean, if he improves at the start, I mean, there's no one beating him. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I still have him second, uh, sixth, second, fourth, third, so not horrible. And does get into the race early enough, and the first calls is pretty close to the lead. So right now he's looking sharp as ever. Yeah, and he's drawn between a, a couple of runners that are a little bit inconsistent out of the gate, and the five dead one a blue suit, and the six, a political stone. But Jessica Cartel, man, off of that clocking there, uh, that looks like a like a like a legit horse to beat there. Not only in the final, but later down the road. There was an article published by um, Professor G at the uh, LosLamitos.com. I think the connections, something about the connections. They were like, after we've seen how big of a race he put up uh, to begin his serial campaign, they like ran downstairs to supplement the late payment for the super derby oh, gosh. <laughs> i mean they i mean they're now they they really they know what they got yeah and if this horse continues on that trend uh everybody else must take notice on the ground jessica cartel the horse to beat in the super derby who did you pick on second did you go money blues or did you go a political lady you know i'm gonna give a political lady another shot yeah. i know the last race just looked completely flat but i'm just gonna chalk it up to there's only two trials mm-hmm. and just a going to bounce back with a big effort here because I'm counting on Mooney Blues not firing such a big effort again. Uh, I think probably going to fire uh, a little softer off that last effort. Really did all she could there uh, and just came up short against just a cartel. So I think a political lady can improve off of that third place finish and just bounce back before. If you just draw a line through that one, had one, two, three, four, five, six wins in a row. Yeah. was really coming into her own. I, I 
I think everybody thought this was her final to lose. So I'm going to pick her here in second. All right. So, I'll, you know, big, just because of the gate speed of Mooney Blues, I'll pick her for second, and then I'll go a political lady for third. So uh, we agree. Top three betting choices are the horses to beat. Will Jessica Cartel fire another big effort? We'll find out on Sunday's grade two Golden State Derby. All right. Switching tracks. We're going to head down to the mountain at Ridoso. Like we mentioned, Friday's day one trials of the All-American Futurity in the books with uh, Apocalyptical Jess getting the job done. Yes. Did, did you listen to the call? Did, did, the, did uh, Robert Fox did a good job, or did he have trouble with it as well? You know, my wife was actually sleeping at the time, uh-huh. so I, I was uh, just listening to the um, uh, Paddock show. Uh-huh. I was just saying he had a very tough time, and yeah. even after, because he had to announce it the rest of the time because uh-huh. the horse ended up uh, the fastest qualifier. Yeah. But, yeah. Apocalyptical. <laughs> I mean, that it was yeah. it was tough to say. Yeah, I'll have to go back and listen to. But he, he was ultra impressive. Yeah, that 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 is, that is the horse that posted the fastest qualifying time on day one. Day two, Saturday, another sixteen trials for the All American Futurity. Three million dollars is the final for the people that never gone down to the mountain in Redoso. Man, that's that's a trip you got to make for any kind of racing fan, whether you're thoroughbred. Harness, quarter horse, whatever you are, that is a, a great town there during the summer. It really transformed into a, a a vacation town. So a lot of the people there from out of town, if you're just driving around, you see license plates for everywhere. Yes, Texas, New Mexico, California, Utah. Um, everybody goes out there and enjoys the summer, um, and it's where a lot of these quarter horse connections, where dreams are made and dreams are broken down at the mountain. We gotta pay. We gotta play each of us. And uh, I'm going to let you go first. Where is your play of the day for Saturday at Ridoso? Okay, I went with the seventh race, the number seven horse, Flash and Roll. It's going to be seven to two. The old connections of Michael Joyner and uh, G.R. Carter. Uh, this horse, coming into the training races before the fraternities even started, uh, this horse had the fastest time out of all three training race days. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of hype coming in to his debut, and he didn't disappoint there. He fired a length and a half victory from the outside, and I thought he just looked really good winning there. Went seventeen seventy nine. When compared to the nine who won that day, went seventeen ninety three. Who's his main rival here? The number nine, just famous for Blaine Wood. But then in the final for the Riodosa Fraternity, he was favored there, but just veered out at the start and never got into the race. He took some time off. He skipped the rainbow. But uh, for a horse that really looked good in the works and then in his debut, I think seven to two second choice, we can um, get a little money here for. Him. And I do agree that you know the, I think the seven uh, is more was more impressive than the nine based on debut. And then seven had a little bit of excuse there at the start last time on the futurity. Um, I think the the duel is right there. Uh, you know they're both drawn pretty much almost next to each other between the seven and the nine post. And uh, I do think the betting is going to be. Pretty even come at post time, but I think just coming that third on the Royal Maturity just looks so good on paper for the nine. That I think the nine could go off as a favorite, but I think you'll get two to one, five to two on the seven. Yeah, I mean, make no doubt about it. Just famous is a runner. You know, he was right there in the Rio Dosa Maturity and looked really well in his debut. But I'm just gonna try and go against with a horse that I really had high hopes mm-hmm. from the works, like I said, and in that debut, you know, I, I thought. He was going to win the fraternity, drawing outside again. I thought he had a big shot. So why not fire again back at him when he's the second choice? All right. I'm going to uh, so recap. 
You're going race seven, right? Yes, yeah, seventh race, seven horse, flash and roll. All right, I'm going to race 13 here towards the end of the of the day of trouts and this is this is the first leg of the late pick four so we could uh we could do a little bit of damage here in the late pick four right off the bat i'm going with sarah jess fine sarah just fine b excuse me here people might remember if you're a loyal listener of the podcast this was uh, a play today two starts back on trials night there got the job done won by a length and a half stopping the clock in 1809 with the headwind there and it wasn't the best of starts uh, that day, and then kind of really powered home, got into a good stride, powered home late there to win by over a length and a half. Like what I saw that that day, but sadly it was not enough to qualify for the finals given the the like the sluggish start and the headwind there going eight miles. So that played against her chances. She came back in trials again uh, for the Ridoso there, uh, for the Rainbow, excuse me, and uh, finished third there behind Little Lil after stumbling in the start. Wasn't able to fire her best effort and uh, just finishing me there for third, just missing second by a neck. We're hoping for a better, better start here for Sarah Jess Fine B. 7 2 on the morning on the morning line. Ricky Ramirez stays aboard here for Ricardo Amendaris uh, for the Valeriano Racing Stables LLC. And I like that I'm facing a, a, what I expect to be a big favorite in the five Susie returns. Uh, this one has qualified for the Ridoso and the Rainbow. And, uh, you know, I think she's going to take plenty of play based on her, her credentials. And I'm hoping I'm going to get a solid price on Sarah Just Fine B. So I'll go number eight, Sarah Just Fine B, my play of the day in trial number 13 for the All-American Futurity. Yeah, I think you're going to get every bit of uh, seven to two well, I there. Think I so, think right? Susie Return is really going to be bet down. This horse has been supplemented mm -hmm. each time. So they're really high on this horse. But my question is, uh, all the races this horse has been running in, is it taking a toll on Susie Returns, especially stretching out to the 440-yard distance? I like your pick, and uh, Sarah just fine. I really like when you picked her uh, the, in the debut, and then Lethal Lil was your other one. Yeah. Uh, and, and that horse uh, ran second today mm -hmm. against Flying Cowboy 1-2-3, so I think that flatters the form a little. So I think you're going to get a pretty good price on a good horse. Yeah, I think uh, I'm happy with the morning line, and I'm happy that I'm facing the runner that I expect to take plenty of money in Susie Returns. You can't blame the connection. Susie Returns, four for six and a second. Uh, only off effort was there in the in the rainbow. She's earned $351,000 already. Now, I think the supplements are, what, 30000 Yeah, I mean, it's not cheap. No. So she's uh, dropped sixty grand in yeah. supplements so yeah. far. So they, they, she's earned that money back, and she's uh, rewarded them there with uh, plenty of uh, wins. And now they're looking to hopefully make the final. But hopefully... Sarah just fine B can get the job done there for Ricardo Avendaris and the Valeriano Racing Stables LLC. A homebred there, 72 on the morning night. All right, we switched the page there for Sunday. The older horses there, three-year-olds going in trials for the for the All-American Derby, excuse me there. 400 yards Sunday, and I believe there's 11 trials. Where are you going to go for your play of the day? I'm going to go with the third race oh. uh, here at Riodoso, the number two horse dashing under a full moon. Uh, if anybody watches Louisiana and, and Delta Downs, uh, Fairgrounds, um, I, I think they're going to be really familiar with this horse. I mean, uh, Don Stevens, track announcer, was even putting out shirts for this horse last <laughs> year. It, it was so hot. This horse was really good as a two-year-old. Uh, was really good to me in the Lassie Futurity, was 28 to 1. Yeah. Uh, I had her that night, and 
came back, won uh, the Louisiana Bread Fraternity, mm-hmm. uh, came back in a fraternity trial, got bumped around, finished well, and uh, didn't qualify, came back and won the juvenile. So I was really on a roll that year. I uh, was uh, five for six. Came back uh, as a three-year-old so far. Hasn't won yet in, in two starts, but has been finishing well yeah, both times. Still showed flashes of talent there for the three-year-old campaign. Yeah, so uh, it goes into the care of Josue Ponce here. He goes to the mountain with it, and he's been doing uh, very well. He's uh, three for six so far, hitting at 50%, and I just think this horse is really going to love the 440-yard distance. Going against a, a nice horse in He's Limitless, who mm-hmm. finished second in the Rainbow Derby, I think that'll help uh, give us some odds here uh, in the third race, but I just really love that this horse is finally getting to stretch out to the 440-yard distance. And I think dashing under a full moon is uh, prepared for a nice comeback. Yeah, you know, and I like your pick because this horse has shown that, you know, he also, he he transfers from a two-year-old to a three-year-old now, and she's uh, she switched barns along the way, and she's run for every single barn. Yeah. So you know she she's uh, well acclimated. Uh, she's gonna try the mountain for the first time. Uh, that's pretty much the only question question mark for this horse, but she's well traveled. She she can fire. The distance shouldn't be a problem. So 72, I think you'll get every bit of the 72. If not, maybe a little bit better because there's a few runners here that are going to take some money. Uh, if uh, people have, have are loyal followers of the LaSalle Racing as well, they might remember the horse along the inside. Paint your fate. This is a runner that make a, made a splash here at Los Alamitos as a two-year-old last year uh, visually because of his strong late kick. Mm-hmm. Uh, he finally gets 440 yards. Uh, and got one one good race there uh, over the track last time I finished second in the allowance going 350 yards. But I think that that's probably the main threat to your two. I think paying your fate there. So how about we do a 2-1 exacta there for race three? Uh, that sounds uh, good to me. As long as paint your fate uh, <laughs> doesn't, doesn't go by me, I'm all for it. <laughs> all right, race three. So we'll call it 2-1 exacta there, race three on Sunday. My play today for Sunday is going to come in race number nine. Go down the, down the PPs towards the latter part of the card. Race number nine, I want to say, is there a pick three? There is still a pick three here available in race number nine. And I'm going towards a four horse here, Trace Dynasty for Clinton Crawford. Six to one on the morning line. It's a runner that visually was visually impressive last time out. It was seven to one. Uh, and based on the PPs and based on the company lines, this horse is seven, deserved to be seven to one and just powered home late. She really finished nicely there, stopping the clock in 1726. I like the way she did it. There's some back class there. She she finished second in the Heritage Place Futurity last year at uh, at Remington Park. Uh, came back in the and and raced in the All American Juvenile after missing out on the big final, but has been knocking the door in a few of those starts. And I liked what I saw last time out. She could be turning the corner here. She might be loving uh, Ridoso here um, uh, back the mountain. You know she might be loving returning here back to the mountain. Six and one in the morning nine. Ray stays aboard. And she did defeat Paint Your Fate last time out. So that's a little bit of a common line there. Um, I think we'll get every bit of uh, maybe 4-1 to one at post time, hopefully, on Trace Dynasty. Uh, but uh, that's going to be my play of the day. 6-1 to one, Trace Dynasty in race number 9. Yeah, I think this horse is really going to love the 440-yard distance. There's other horses in here, I think, that are suspect, yeah. uh, that are lower odds. Uh, Brett Vickery tends to not do as well at Rio Doso. So Scoopy Jess uh, was running well here at Los Alamitos, but since returning to the mountain uh, has fired, you know, pretty subpar efforts, I would say. 
the five Corona Ranger right to the outside is a horse I followed who is a decent horse, yeah. but I, I don't think is in the upper echelon of a horse that you have to really fear and is, you know, a, low, a second choice seven to two there. And then your favorite time to jazz is coming off an allowance win there, but that was at the 300-yard distance. So I think it's pretty good that you're taking a shot here with this yeah, horse. Yeah, I, I just like what I saw, how she how she uh, finished, and I think uh, the 440 should be right up her alley. So there's a few contenders in this race, and I think the betting will, will even out. But let's see what kind of prize we can get on Trace Dynasty there for Sunday at Ridoso. Yeah, well, how about uh, we have the returning uh, – was it the rainbow or no, that's on Saturday. What was the Trey Wood? Uh, um, MM four in the morning. Yeah, MM four in the morning. That one's going there. Yeah. Uh, Blue Corazon is going in later part of the card as well. Yeah. I'm kind of uh, curious to see fly baby fly here, uh, in the 11th, the 11th, uh, last year, you know, was, was all the rage mm -hmm. and was finishing well at the 440 yard distance. Hasn't shown it this time. But I, I think being drawn next to Hot Stepper, uh, who tends to break slow, maybe can get her into the race early. I, I think that one has a little sh bit of a shot there at, at five to one. I think there's, you know, I think there's value to be had on Sunday. I think there's a lot of good horses that are proven that that could step up and, and run good races. Saturday, Friday, the first day of trial was a bit tricky for me. Uh, luckily, I stayed away. I wanted to make a few bets, but I decided to wait out and, and see how the track was playing. And I don't know. I just didn't get a good grip of, of things on on Friday. So I stayed away, and I'm saving the bankroll for Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, I, I played all day. Um, I just I couldn't really key in on anything. You didn't wake up the wife with your rooting? No, what, you weren't no rooting there, was, for there was nothing to root uh, for. I had a apocalyptical jest. <laughs> yeah. I did have that one. I think anyone who was watching the replays I was probably on that one. But the pick four was so tough right off the bat. I only hit two out of four. It paid three out it of four. It paid three out of four, yeah. Yeah, so right throughout the day, uh, I mean, there was a lot of prices. I just couldn't really get a hold on, and I probably should have waited till tomorrow where we have stronger opinions. But, you know, all in all, it was a pretty fun day. All right, that wraps up uh, the racing. There's a lot, There was a lot to talk about. There's a lot. I mean, these kind of weekends is where I, I, I wish we had more hours in the day. Yeah. There's just not enough hours to, to really look at everything, enjoy everything, yeah. and put in as much attention as as I would like to, as, uh, you know, at least uh, going. I know Rudolph, so they, they drew pretty early for all three days, mm -hmm. but it's still, there's a lot of replays to be had. Yep. Um, so it's tough to be right as far as horizontals go, but if you're right about one race, I think that's the strategy more. I think if you, you focus, in, focus in on one horse that you like, Make sure you got you got some money to win, and then try to crush maybe an extra trifecta or superfecta. Yeah, it was it was really hard. I'm I'm a pick three, pick four player. I usually don't really play the pick sixes, but yeah, it was so tough today. I, a lot of times at Rio Doso, I think okay, maybe this time I'll, I'll change my strategy and I'll just play this horse to win. But a lot of times out there, boom, you know the smart money comes in and you get hammered down and you can't get that value there. But we got 16 uh, on Saturday. We got 11 more on Sunday. We're, we're ready to roll. We got all these great races at Los Al. Yeah. So I'm just going to drink a, a lot of Pepsi <laughs> and, and get some coffee, get the caffeine going. It's a great weekend at Los Al here, too. We got very good cards on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Of course, a steak race every single night and uh, some very good competitive fields. And, and it should be made for a fun weekend. Before we go, uh, I wanted to, to give a salute uh, 
to a lot of the race, uh, a lot of the wrestling fans out there, uh, because you know we talked about oh we talked about the the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. Yes. And there was some sad news in the wrestling world this year. Another member of the Hart Foundation has left the building. We're talking about the Anvil. Yeah, yeah. Once you hit that music, oh, I got chills. Yeah, right. But yeah, it was really sad. Jim the Anvil Neidhart started the Hart Foundation with Bret Hart yeah. as a tag team. He had that great personality. Yeah, mm -hmm. he, uh, he had that that really great laugh. He had the the sunglasses and the yeah, goatee, the go big big beard. He, you know, he'd be stroking yeah. the goatee, <laughs> and and he uh, just complimented Bret Hart, who was a really technical wrestler, and uh, the Anvil. He he would just drop the hammer on people. So. I believe he was 63 years yeah, old. Pretty young. And pretty uh, young. he leaves behind uh, Natalia, Natalia, who's a, a star in WWE. But uh, yeah, Brett is now the sole remaining That's member crazy. of the Hart Foundation. That's, it's, it's, it's sad times there for the Hart Foundation. Our condolences there to, to, to the family. And uh, yeah, I mean, that was one of the groups as a kid. You're like, I want to be a part of that group. Yeah. I want to be in the Hart Foundation. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I mean, there, there, that was a just cool. The, they had the leather jackets with their names on the back, and, and um, they made pink cool, like that fluorescent yes. pink. Those glasses, the the Bret Hart glasses. Man. Yeah, yeah, they had. Uh, it was Owen Hart, British Bulldog, mm -hmm. uh, Jim the Animal Nightheart, Brian Pillman, and uh, Bret Hart. And yeah, sadly, uh, four of them have passed away now. But yeah, yeah, there, yeah, there was, yeah, there was uh, the, no, no, stop no it. better team at being bad no, i would say no, than the heart foundation no, they were they were they were cool at being bad yes that was cool so that's a little bit of a of talk there about uh the heart foundation and 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 the anvil there passing away this week anything else after show uh, i am i am fresh out of breath i, I can't <laughs> i have nothing else to talk about we've been through so many races hey let's hope we pick the we pick a few winners here and have you guys picked the, hit the pick six just uh, like good old lights did uh, yeah, definitely uh, tweet us out uh, anything you hit. You know, we're just uh, we're happy any success you guys have and uh, keep it rolling. All right. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. I'll see you guys next week. All right. Bye, everybody.